Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 55 of the podcast. And today we're talking about the prosperity secrets that challenge people the most. Yes, we're talking about triggers here a little bit or or things that you could actually speed up your journey on the prosperity mission, the prospect, just feeling more prosperous in your life. So for me, this is going to touch upon, I'm going to give you a secret equation. And I say secret, you could probably have figured it out. And then I'm going to give you a, a little ignition part of it that would just turn up the dial, if you like. Okay, so we're looking to up-level today. We're looking to learn things <laughs> to, to help us move forward. We're going to push people out their comfort zone, yeah, for okay. sure. Well, the problem is that we love a comfort zone. <laughs> why, why are you pushing us? Comfort zones are where we live, where yes. we're not really challenged, where often we don't really grow either. So mm. why do we want to push out of this comfort zone? I've been talking about that a couple of times, actually, to different people. So I think what happens when we're comfortable is we're really not testing ourselves and what we're capable of. So sometimes life you can be content and everything that's absolutely fine but sometimes life will make you a little bit uncomfortable to see actually what's within you that was waiting to come for so it could be you know that maybe your job's annoying you and you just you know you used to love it but actually now you're starting to get annoyed by maybe the thought of going back into the office after having a year at home with the pandemic you're maybe thinking this isn't for me I wish I could do something else or you know you're maybe wanting to try a new skill a new career something now doesn't feel comfortable well the thing is when you look at comfort and uncomfortable actually it's just about choosing your uncomfortable so choose your own yeah exactly so if you don't like your job mm. that's uncomfortable but you can get comfortable with it which mm-hmm. is why you don't change it but also looking for a new job or quitting work and doing something else entirely is also mm-hmm. uncomfortable but what's going to be better for you long term because if both suck mm. then choose your suck that's going to give you the best mm-hmm. it's the same as going for a run every day is uncomfortable but being a bit on the chunky side is mm. also uncomfortable. Absolutely. So again, you choose your uncomfortable. So, right. So how are we going to move away from this? How are we going to get to moving onwards and upwards with our well-being, our life and our prosperity? So the secret equation that I said at the start is prosperity. And we mentioned this a couple of times is actually equal to your gratitude for what you have right now plus generosity with what you have right now. So it's a, a balance between being content, being thankful but then also being have that overflow that you actually feel you can give and impact others. And the special accelerator that I'm going to challenge you all with is learning how to forgive as you go along the path. Because here's the thing, no man is an island. You're going to interact with people. You're also going to make bad choices or make, we're not, nobody's perfect. So you're going to have bumps in the road where you muck up or somebody else mucks up. And it's actually keeping on that path to allow yourself to feel as content and joyful as you can be is learning to forgive yourself and forgive other people. Right. So let's talk about gratitude first. Yes. So gratitude is a difficult one, I Mm. think, for us because unless you actively decide to be grateful for things, to recognize what you have, where you are, it's not something that kind of occurs in your head by itself. Mm -hmm. Because we live in a world where we're looking for more, we either want that 
pay increase at work we want that promotion we want that recognition we want mm. the new phone that's come out we're always looking for the next thing mm -hmm. and therefore being grateful is looking at where you are mm. and feeling like that you have enough or even more than enough and obviously that will lead on to the next things we'll talk about uh -huh. but being grateful is something that doesn't come naturally yeah, I think no, you true. definitely feel like you need to be prompted mm. um, and that's one practice I think that you've got particularly good at over the course of time mm, and you're tr you're very spot on like so our natural instincts is to think of what we don't have and get fixated like I can't be happy until I don't like this I don't like this but it's reminding ourselves that we're not stuck that's not the finish of the sentence it's actually like saying, okay, I don't like this. Okay, what's the flip side of that? What do I want? And the first place you start, I, I believe it's as simple as, you know, if you're not thankful for what you have in your world right now, everything you've thought about, everything you've actioned towards, you've allowed into your life right now. So, you know, your family, the pets you have, the job, at some point you've made a choice to allow that into your life, good and bad. And so if you're not grateful for what you've actively chosen to have in your life, then why would it keep changing or growing or improving because you're not thankful for what you have? It's kind of like, I'm, you know, I make dinners. I love it when the boys eat a, a dinner that I've made and it'll be mo the most random concoction sometimes but they'll clear their plates and then some nights I'll spend hours and hours and they won't touch it so if you're mm -hmm. th I'm more likely to make the dinner that they, they made and enjoyed because I saw their reaction and they enjoyed it yep. and I knew I was nourishing them it's the same within our own lives like if we're not thankful for the money we have or the home we have or the loves that we have our relationships or our job if we're not thankful even slightly and even saying, okay, but I'm ready for more, then why would more be added to us? We're already not taking care of what we have. And you're right. We ultimately choose these things and let them into our lives. Mm. And the fact is that whatever job you're doing now, probably years ago, you would have been looking forward to getting to that kind of yep, position. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, granted, what we realize is a little bit of the grass is always greener and actually things maybe suck more when we get there mm. than what we thought they might do or they bring their own new challenges and things. Yes. But ultimately, most of the possessions we have, most of the relationships we have, the work, the money, all of these things are better in all likelihood than they were several years ago mm -hmm. and are things that we aspire towards. So if we can't be grateful for them, mm -hmm. then we're not going to be grateful for the things that we're looking for next. Mm. We're not going to be grateful for two pay rises time. Mm -hmm. We're not mm -hmm. going to be grateful for the next pet we have or the next house we have mm -hmm. because we're still going to be looking at what's next, what we don't have, where we're not, yeah. rather than focusing on gratitude for, hold on a minute, these are things that I've wanted, that I've looked forward to, that I've tried mm. to achieve, and I have them. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that I have them, and I enjoy them, and I'm going to embrace that rather than keep looking at what's next. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't want to develop and grow, but you definitely need to have that gratitude for where you are and the fact that you've been in a position to facilitate that yes. to nurture that or lucky enough to get those things mm -hmm. which years ago you probably would have been delighted with yeah exactly so we'll go around for gratitude i'm gonna you know put it out to the audience how grateful do we feel on a daily basis then do you wake up feeling grateful for your bed i've said this to matt a couple of times so when i was in hospital a couple of years ago now 
you don't have duvets <laughs> you only have blankets so you'd end up having to put your pajamas a dressing gown socks a hoodie to keep warm and the first time I came home actually a duvet was like wow I am so thankful for having that duvet that extra warmth and just not having to wear 14 different layers to feel warm and it's the same thing when you look around are you stuck in oh I'm really thankful for life I've still got a vision of something maybe to come down the line but is right now enough is right now if you were to stay here for the rest of your life is it enough for you and I think it's important to strike that balance between finding gratitude in the things you have now mm. due to a lack of it for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So you went without um, a decent comfy bed and everything else for a period of time and food on demand and those kind of things. So at which point then you feel a lot more grateful for it yes. when it comes back. But the problem is we can all get back into normal life and then that gratitude can disappear Absolutely. once you very get used quickly. to it. Yep. And it's very, very quick. Um, it's like when I broke my arm and I could do certain things in the gym suddenly when I'm able to do that again Mm -hmm. then I'm really pleased and grateful that I'm able to do the work I want to do but then you start to take it for granted and that's the the challenge it's making sure that you're looking forward but also that you recognize what you have Mm -hmm. and how good you have it and ultimately if you're not able to recognize that if you look around and there's too many things that you want to nitpick and point out that aren't good Mm -hmm. then that's an action all of its own and probably something you need to explore and I think we've covered some of it on different podcasts Mm -hmm. and no doubt we'll cover some more of that in future. So we're going to touch upon then, talks about gratitude, and I'm sure we'll go into that further. It then comes on to the generosity, the giving part. So that's part of this prosperity. I suppose maybe awakening prosperity, realizing what you have and then growing it. I can't give. I don't have enough. <laughs> oh, no, we'll cover it. I'll, I'll happily answer all the questions that people say. But giving is hard. This is the one thing that I find with money triggers people the most, actually. I think there's a lot of people who are grateful for the money they have. But when you're talking then about being generous, generous with your money I think that really can trigger and really stretch people a lot and completely out of their comfort zone they feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and giving especially with no expectation of anything in return so I'm not talking about you know giving to a charity lottery ticket or you know a raffle when you hope you would get a prize like giving and also not questioning where the money goes just believing that you're giving to something and somebody else will take ownership for you and there's lots of different ways to give you know we can give our time our love presents money there's different love languages even that you can talk about but does giving make us feel uncomfortable now I believe money is a giving tool and so it's something that it's a natural share of service so if I can do something that you can't, one medium for me to then get value for my talents back to you to help is money. Another way could be you give me something of value to you, like what you can do for me. Mm-hmm. So it's only it's a, a mode of communication and exchange. But what I find with money, anything that we feel in our heart about how we feel as a person is usually magnified with our actions. So for example, if you feel there's not enough money in your life, you will still act as if that's the, the mindset. So you'll, you'll struggle to give, you'll struggle to save, you'll struggle to invest because you've got to hold on to it. Well, the problem is that most people struggle with giving mm-hmm. because expenses and yes. lifestyle grow into your income. So I would suggest that a majority of people, when they were earning, let's say, £40,000 as a household, mm-hmm. that they managed to end each month with a certain amount of money 
And if that money is doubled to £80,000 as a household, Mm -hmm. I bet you they still have roughly the same surplus each month. Mm -hmm. So what happens is your car payments increase, your holiday costs increase, your mortgage payment increases, Mm -hmm. and and life just expands to fill the money that's coming in, Mm -hmm. which means that you're always left with a similar amount at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that would be very, very little. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. end up crossing the end of the month and thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to payday, so then I can do this, that, or anything else. And that's the challenge we have. We change our spending habits in accordance to what comes in, Mm -hmm. and therefore there is never enough. You don't have enough, so you're not grateful for what you've got. You're not allowing space for giving or anything else. Instead, you need more because your buffer at the end of the month isn't big enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you to be really comfortable with what you can save or what else you can do. There's always things on the list that you would have liked to have done, but you can't because you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. So there's no room for giving. Yeah, yeah. And that actually is where it's the lack of recognition of where you're up to, the lack of gratitude mm. of how much you have and how capable you are of doing all the things you actually want yes, and recognizing how much more you have versus 10 years ago yep, and actually saying to yourself, you know what, with a, another pay increase or just with being smarter with more money, actually, I do have room to give mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if I was able to enjoy my life 10 years ago with half the money, yes, exactly. then all this stuff that I've accumulated and, you know, rightly so, you're working for it, so you deserve to definitely reap the rewards, but ultimately you also should be sharing those mm-hmm. rewards in some way with others who aren't in a position where they can. So I think giving is vital. I actually say it's part of my four pillars of money. So I want you to spend your money well. I want you to save well. I want you to invest well in your future and yourself. And I want you to give well. Because generosity for me, when we started applying this principle with our money, it changed our financial journey completely like Mm -hmm. I'm saying that we went from we're both in the corporate world both of us have now left the corporate world we've in two years gone from zero to having a you know a business that supports life and more so and also off the back of it it's something that not only with our personal money with our business money we want to give so any money that comes in we will give a portion of as well and there's even been studies so not for any other reason but giving makes people happy so you know how great it is to give a gift to somebody you love or if you've been inspired and you think no I'm going to give that to them or they could use it better but it's all down to you know it's a two-way cycle for this it benefits you you will feel good and the person receiving will have that answered prayer or that answered you know thought process and it's not even off the back of getting recognition or praise so when you give a present to somebody you often see them open it you see their reaction their response and therefore you can feel good about getting them something that they absolutely love but the giving piece actually makes a huge difference to you even when you're doing it anonymously so when you're doing something good for someone else and they don't know it was you. Yes, I love you've, it, it's you've great. Done it, it, I think that it, it ticks two boxes. First mm. of all, it ticks that box of that you are doing a good thing. Mm. And secondly, it ticks that box of telling you that you have enough to be able to do that and it's not taking anything away from you. Mm. That's the thing. If you were to plan your budget in such a way that immediately off the top line, some money went towards giving Mm. straight away. And then you're able to last the rest of the month, no problem. It didn't make 
any impact overall mm. to how you live your month to month, then that gives you a good feeling too that you're in such a great position yes. that you can send a portion of money out of the door and you're still very, very good yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is a great feeling because you feel much more confident about your financial situation when you're able to do things like that. Mm. It just, it, it helps you in those two key ways Mm -hmm. which are really huge and that makes sense that it ultimately brings people joy when they're in a position that they choose to give because that's the thing it's not a position of whether you can give Mm. it comes down to whether you choose to give whether you choose to allocate that money Mm. Um, because all of us have areas where we can cut down on our expenditure Mm -hmm. um, whether it's on things like our television packages and takeaways or whether we upgrade the car next time or whatever it happens to be there's lots of areas that we could look at our expenses and reduce them some and it's about whether you choose to make that choice or when your next pay rise comes in rather than changing your expenditure to fill it saying to yourself of some of that mm. i'm going to give it it's a choice it's mm-hmm. not a circumstance you choose absolutely and so i just wanted to touch upon like matt said you know about the giving principle but for us we actually prefer to do it as the top line the first thing that comes out so when we close up our books for a month the first thing the next step we'll do is right what's our donations and that it's not a set amount it's we have this rough principle and also anything else we feel inspired to do i want to go a little bit old school wisdom for you and i want to challenge you with something so if we look back in some of the old textbooks and scriptures and all that it talks about a tithe so some of you might have heard of that word and i want to kind of touch upon this so when we talk about giving the old way that people used to give out of obligation was called a tithe and there used to actually be three types of tithe they would give mm-hmm. so it ended up being more than 30 percent, and this was just a given so if you imagine like 2000 or 3000 years ago the churches ran the lands and the cities it wasn't the same as having a government the churches were usually in charge yeah. so what people had to do to be part of that area was give these tithes that was just what you did so 10 percent at least used to be giving to the church to support the people working in the church, looking after it, building it, and all that kind of stuff. The second 10% was then a, a feast tithe, it was called. And this was actually for you to go and do religious um, Sabbath activities or journeys as part of what you felt was right for your faith. So it could be doing sabbaticals, it could have been going to a particular destination to, to learn with someone. A 10% every month or every paycheck was put aside for those journeys, those personal journeys. Mm-hmm. The last 10% was then a charity tithe. So that meant giving to the poor or, or the needy, poor widows and needy. So from those days, you can see they were and now we commanded, they were obligated to not only support their local government, their local people in charge to ensure that the land could keep going. They also had to make the priority their own learning, their own development. And the priority was also to help those who were more needy than their self. Now, I'm not saying that we should all do 30%, but that's quite remarkable that they actually saw the structure of importance of recognise what you believe, recognize your own journey and recognize those who right now are finding it difficult. And I think that's hugely inspiring. So that first element, I think we now get covered generally by our taxes and everything else. So ultimately paying the system that looks after the the land and the people all around you. But obviously you've got the 10% you were speaking about as far as going to the poor and the people like that. And also absolutely investing in yourself is something that I think that 
we'll lack the effort to do um, often. We don't look at self-development as something that should be something that we should give towards, that we should spend our time or our money towards. We often look at our, I guess, entertainment and things Mm, like that, but less so things that we can do to develop ourselves, to move us towards maybe closer to where we want to be in future. Absolutely. And giving is one of the hardest habits to start to do especially if you're going from ground zero and it's not a habit you've had in your budget and I think we can think short term with this and I'm asking or I would suggest try to think long term with your giving I'm going to say take a little bit of faith in it how it will change you as a person now you can only say right Jennifer I'm just going to do a pound this month that's I'm just going to test it that's totally fine what I will say is you'll be very quickly surprised how your mindset will change and actually giving away then £10 might sound easy. Now, I'm not wanting anyone to be in poverty because they're giving away 99% of their money. There is a balance and it's all about what you feel is right and representative for what you want to put out in the world. Ultimately, giving regularly is the thing that Mm. will help you become more comfortable with it. So I think that many people will give to things like children in need, Red Nose Day, or if there's a person outside of a supermarket shaking the little charity tin when they're allowed Mm. to do that again. That's almost the easy giving because you're prompted to, you have a lot of things around you inspiring you to do so, but it's often that one-off. Yes. So therefore it's not that difficult. But actually... Choosing to make it part of your outgoings each month Mm. and making it a regular thing, that's where it becomes something that you become more comfortable with. The Mm. whole process becomes easier, you become used to it, and then you do start to look at ways to explore how you can increase that to an area that you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. and that you think you can manage very well within your budget. So as you mentioned, going from maybe being one pound to 10 pounds to maybe a hundred, maybe 500, who knows what it could be, but ultimately you have to decide that for yourself. But if you can make it a small amount or whatever you feel like you can do first of all Mm -hmm. and do that month after month after month, that's when the process becomes easier and you become comfortable and that's where you actually get that flip side of it or feeling like you have enough for yourself that you can afford to give some away and help those that otherwise can't help themselves absolutely and you know I get asked okay I give of my time and I say well do you want more time or do you want more money (laughs) like what's also the thing that you feel that you're you're missing in your life if you've got enough money and overflow then you're you know you can certainly give and share then it shouldn't be an issue issue are you feeling that you don't have enough time then give of your time are you feeling that you don't have enough um, things in your home that you love will give something that you love and you might receive more back it's definitely it's a two process it's you, you you can't ever really determine the flow of things in your life but it's being open that it, okay I'm going to give that portion of something that I think is valuable but I know it's going to ripple effect and help someone else so before we close up I want to talk about forgiving as I said I've got that extra accelerator that bonus bit in this episode a couple of books on gratitude and giving I'm a huge fan of Catherine Ponder books and Edwin Gaines and some prosperity teachers that are still living with us today so Catherine Ponder's books The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity is very good Edwin Gaines as well she has a a book called The Spiritual Laws of Prosperity that are going to touch upon giving and living within your goals and setting big goals and things like that so I really say have a look at those books and also Tosha Silver has one called It's Not Your Money 
And also, if you want to find out about the pillars of money that I talk about, those four pillars, it's on my YouTube channel when we talk about the money stacks method and budgeting. Now, coming on to the bonus part of the podcast, this extra accelerator of your prosperity secrets, we're going to touch upon just slightly forgiving because I could fill, we could fill whole episodes, multiple episodes. But I'm going to say to you that if you're working on your gratitude and your giving, fantastic. But there's something that would just make your journey a little bit easier. And it'll just open up the fountains of gratitude and giving so much more than you can appreciate it now. How do you feel about forgiving in your life? You know, Matt actually gave a great analogy when we were chatting about this the other day. And he said, you know, people put on this backpack of stuff every day so they don't only just put on their clothes to cover their bodies they put on these imaginary backpacks and you've got guilt you've got shame you've got frustration you've got embarrassment oh I mucked up when I was four oh well I said something stupid online yesterday or oh, somebody thinks I'm an idiot and you wear it you carry it around and here's the thing you're not taking away any of those rocks you keep adding to it and so instead of this backpack, it started when you were maybe 10 and it was okay, you could wear it, it didn't hold you back. But now you're 40 or now you're 25 and it's heavy and every day you put it on and you feel like you're getting slower and you're about to give up. And something happens every single day because none of us are perfect. You are going to screw up. That is the nature of it. You're going to make annoy someone or somebody's going to annoy you. And what we do is it's easy to like kind of get stuck and say, well, this backpack is so heavy, I'm just not worth anything else at all. I'm going to be shameful, and this is as far as I go, and then, you know, whatever comes will come my way. You've got to get rid of those rocks, and the only way is through forgiveness, I believe. Well, the thing is, when you wear that backpack, then that becomes part of your identity. Mm -hmm. So then you say, oh, I can't do this because of, and you're referring to something that you're carrying around. I'm not able to do this because whatever the reason is people like me that wear these backpacks can't do that or they don't do that but what people fail to realize is that putting on that backpack and keeping all of the contents within it is a choice now i'm not going to suggest for any moment that dealing with issues from the past or not being able to let things go is something that you can easily fix but it is a choice it is a choice as to whether you want to continue to live for the past or whether you want to live for what you want next. It's a choice as to whether you put on that backpack, whether you leave all of that content in there or whether you decide to start to make a change to your approach, to take accountability of where you are and to say, you know what, I'm going to move forward to where I want to be, rather than let everything that happened before, everything that happened to me, everything that I chose to do myself, determine where I end up. It's a choice, ultimately. No one is forcing you to wear the backpack. No one is forcing you to carry around your burdens. No one's forcing you to stay awake at night with your thoughts and your feelings about things that you probably couldn't do anything about anyway. No one's forcing you to do that, but yet you choose to do that as a sense of identity and the thing is what we need to do is the first step i think is forgiving ourselves absolutely if that you can't forgive yourself comes from. if you can't forgive yourself you can't forgive anyone else mm. so you need to let things go all of that guilt about the things you did or didn't do the mistakes you've made over the course of life you have to make mistakes that's how you learn mm. hopefully your mistakes aren't so big that they cause 
irreparable damage to someone else. But the other side is everyone has to learn to forgive themselves and others. Mm. So at which point, if you have caused someone pain, you need to forgive yourself and they also need to learn to forgive others and therefore you in turn. Mm -hmm. And what Mm -hmm. you might find is you're carrying guilt about something and someone else that is good at forgiveness has let it go a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So the only person that's actually carrying anything about this one situation is you. Mm. And that's through a choice. But once you can forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made, for the things you didn't do, for the places you weren't, for the things that were your fault and the things that weren't anything to do with you at all, that's when you can start to forgive the things outside of yourself, the other circumstances, the other people, the other events, activities, the upbringing, everything that came along in life. That's when you can forgive those. Absolutely. And forgiveness is a daily exercise. So I believe that, you know, you're not meant to carry those rocks. And the only thing you can do is start to get rid of the rocks that are within your power. There'll be things that have happened to you that you were not responsible for. There'll be things that you did that you would never do again, you know, and looking back on some of the earlier choices. But it's all about getting rid of that that baggage, if you like. Now is the time, right? Now is the time to step in to the next level of your prosperity. And so I'm going to set you a challenge. You know I love to give you a challenge on this podcast. We love a challenge. And I'm going to ask you, if you've listened all the way through so far, I want you to write down the equation. So prosperity equals gratitude plus your generosity with all your resources, okay? Your extra fire burner to get there quicker. I promise you, if you focus on this one point, that equation is going to work for you. You're going to start seeing gratitude. You're going to start seeing generosity in your life is forgiveness. Get a notebook and I want you to get some quiet time today and write down all the people in your life that you need to forgive. So you could really, you know, you'll start to have things pop up. Oh, my teacher, when I was in primary one or year one, they'd miss, you know, they weren't nice to me, but I'm going to write their name down. That friend who doesn't speak to me anymore, I'm going to write that. The the manager who was an idiot, I'm going to write there. Like list everyone that you could be carrying, that you know it's time to let these things go. Even if you need to name, you know, your mum, your dad, your sister, your brother, whoever it is that you feel it's now time. Now, I'm not saying that you have to forgive them today and then that's it, the world's rosy. I'm saying take one name and think of one action you could do to make you start on the process of forgiveness. So is it simply that you acknowledge that event that happened and said, you know what, it's time for me to put it this side? Or is it to phone and speak to that person? Or is it to simply do something that means rebuilding a relationship? Now, the challenge of this, obviously, is finding a way of getting to that forgiveness point without the requirement of any feedback. Because presenting something to someone else and expecting them to to say thank you for the forgiveness or I forgive you too or whatever else, looking for a level of feedback isn't necessarily going to give you the result you're looking for because people might not respond in a way that you want them to. They might not recognize what you're trying to do in the way that you would want recognition. So it's very much an internal process. How you decide to try to resolve these things ultimately needs to be a release for you rather than looking for a feedback loop that then fuels you to feel like you're content and it's closed off. You need to close it off within yourself, knowing that in all likelihood, what you would like to see externally to yourself, there's a good chance you won't get. So you don't wait for it. You don't look for it. You don't expect it. You don't hope for it. It's got to come from within. You've got to find a solution 
within yourself for that. Absolutely. It's been a great episode today. Really great. And I hope you can sense that we felt inspired to share. I felt inspired to share and I'm taking life lessons from it as well. Like nobody's perfect. We all do things, but do you know what? It's it's kind of putting, you're not meant to carry these rocks. And our hope is that you can sense that from this podcast. So if you have enjoyed it, we'd love if you'd hit subscribe. If you're brand new, if you found it by chance, why not share it with someone else as well? If, if there's somebody whose name is in your head that thinks actually they would really get a lot from this episode in particular, send it to them. Just send them a text message, send them an email. I'd love for them to listen to as well. It costs them nothing. It's free. These podcasts free. are free of charge. Yes. Free. So if you haven't enjoyed it why not also give us a review you can leave a five star one if you've really enjoyed it that'd be great and listen to the back catalogue and so thank you so much for listening today we'll speak to you very soon